Apple is set to release its fiscal first quarter earnings report on Wednesday. It'll be the first glimpse into just how well the latest iPhones performed. So what do we expect? I'm Roger Chang. This is your Daily Charge. With me to talk about the upcoming report is Ian Schur. Welcome, Ian. Hi, how are you doing? This is a big earnings report. It's the big one. This is the one where we get the, the numbers for the iPhone launch. So what are you expecting? We're expecting either a blowout or a surprise not blowout. Uh, this is one of those, either it it really knocks the socks off or it doesn't. And part of it is because of the iPhone 12, right? This is a device that has been, in terms of the financial world, years in the making. Uh, you know, the smartphone sales in general have slowed down or gone down. Apple is kind of plateaued in terms of it. And really, this device is supposed to be what draws everyone back. I mean, there were surveys out there that showed something like half of customers who are iPhone users or potential iPhone users were going to buy the iPhone 12. That is a massive number of people. And so if that comes to be true, it's going to be one of those really big moments for Apple where they they move into another whatever the next level is for that company. It's already defying all gravity, but they go even further. Right. The idea here is that the last time we had this, you know, so-called super cycle was back with the iPhone 10, right? Where it was a new design, there was a big there was a sort of a big uh, that redesign drove a lot of demand uh, because people held on their phones long enough as three or four years. Like this was sort of the next time people were due for an upgrade, right? Yeah, you would think the iPhone 10, but in fact, you know, surprisingly, the iPhone 10 was even a smaller cycle than what these people expect, which is more like the iPhone 6. Uh, if you remember that, that was when it went from being the boxy design of the iPhone 5 to uh, more rounded corners, which is what they kept until the iPhone 10, and also the first time they had a larger phone, right, the, the 6 Plus. And that drove a ton of demand, especially from Asia, where larger phones at the time were much more popular. Now they're popular pretty much everywhere. So you have to think like uh, that moment for Apple was enormous. And this is expected to be like that. And it's hard to feel like in the middle of an economic catastrophe that that could happen. But I guess anything's possible. Yeah, we've definitely seen from other tech companies that the pandemic hasn't really had a real impact on their financial results. We'll see with Apple because that's it's a tangible thing. Um, it's it's funny you mentioned that like the 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 last big upgrade cycle was when the design went from boxy to curved, and then with the iPhone 12, we went from curved back to boxy. It's like innovation. Yeah, I mean it's it's like the it's it's like fashion, right? What's old is new again, and. Um, it's kind of funny. Uh, I personally am a, more of a fan of the boxy design because I can hold it easier. So I was all in on that. I did not like the curved ones. I always felt like they were going to slip out of my hands and I always had to have a case. So and I think that at the very minimum, the other thing that you have to keep in mind is that Apple is pushing so hard the idea of the cameras. And I mean, they've always been a thing, but you, you now see like the amount of time that they spend talking about the cameras in their presentations. Uh, you've got those shot on iPhone commercials. Commercials uh, for the billboards, although how many of us even go outside and see them anymore? But those types of things have really pushed the idea of you need to upgrade this phone regularly because you're going to get the best camera you can in your pocket. And uh, even though we're all stuck inside, apparently it seems like people still want really nice cameras. Well, I know my wife takes endless photos of our kids, so the, there you the, go. The, that camera quality was the big selling point for her and the upgrade. Uh, the other big feature, obviously, was 5G. They talked a lot about 5G, but do you think it had 
any impact on sales, just given the fact that you have to be out and about to take advantage of 5G, and a lot of us aren't really out and about that often? Well, you have to be out and about in a place where 5G works. I have still yet to have 5G work on my phone as I'm driving around in D.C. And it, maybe it's because I'm the wrong uh, carrier. You know, D.C. is more of a Verizon town. But it, still, it's just it's crazy to me that this is a feature that's the headline feature. And I have not actually had it turn on at all. Um, I think that really 5G, if anything, is a hype thing. It's it's able to draw people in. Uh, it's kind of like 3D TVs <laughs> way back when. Mm, it's yeah. like, oh, we'll just slap another thing on the box. But people rarely used it. And I think 5G eventually, obviously, is going to be the future. Um, that's just natural. But I have a feeling that if it did draw people in, it was because of the hype of what it is, not the actual functionality of it yet. Definitely. Well... Apple reports its earnings, but they, it's changed the way it actually re releases the results, uh, particularly with things as granular as iPhone. Like, what exactly, for folks who don't follow earnings regularly, what exactly are we expecting from Apple from a numbers perspective? Yeah, so generally speaking, we don't get to know how many iPhones they sold anymore. Uh, that is still data that comes from the analyst firms, although if you ever talk to the companies, they will sneer at those numbers and say they're not right. Um, but, you know, they don't release new numbers to say that they're not right, so it's never useful. But uh, generally speaking, we're looking at something like 102 billion dollars in sales. I mean, just think of this number. I can't even fathom how you get that type of number. And then uh, and then you end up with a dollar 40 per share in profit. So just to give you an idea, that is double digit jumps over the same time last year, the same Christmas time, over, just in uh, this quarter. And that's, I mean, to see a company that large post double digit jumps is I mean, it's it's crazy making. It's in, it's it's almost unbelievable that that could happen. But this is a legitimate thing. This is I mean, we're talking about uh, over thirty analysts are you know averaged out to believe that, and it's just it's crazy how well this company is expected to do. Now, I know it's it's not all about the iPhone, although the iPhone continues to make up a bulk of it. Uh, Apple has talked a lot about services over the last several years. What do you expect from that area? How, how big of a contribution are we going to get from the services side? Uh, generally speaking, services has been ticking up more and more. It's always doing the best it's ever done. And, you know, part of that is because it's coming off of a small number comparatively. I mean, services on its own could be, you know, its own large company. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to Apple, it's still a small potato. You know, I think what's going to happen is that you consider Apple Fitness Plus came out last year. You have more of Apple TV Plus. This will be the first quarter where we get to see whether or not people stuck with Apple TV Plus. Do you remember when it first came out in 2019, uh, people got it for free for a year if you bought a new iPhone? Well, here we are. <laughs> the year is over. So now we're going to start seeing whether people stick with it. Uh, but even then, they've got Apple One now, which is this uh, kind of this this grouping of all of the services together. So you get a bundle that's cheaper, although not that much cheaper. And uh, that might draw more people in. So I imagine that services are going to be a big deal. I also imagine that wearables are going to get a lot of talk. Uh, not so much the Apple Watch. In, in fact, the Apple Watch Series 6, the most recent from last year, it did the key feature, the pulse, uh, or sorry, the oxygen sensor, did not get the best of reviews. 
But generally speaking, I imagine that the AirPods and the new AirPods Max uh, over-ear headphones and all these things are probably also going to be standout devices, you know, aside from the iPhone and the Mac, which got new chips and all these other things. I mean, there's a lot of reason to believe that all of these things are going to do well, but I imagine services will be something they pull out. Now, I know Apple last year was one of the first companies to warn about the impact of the coronavirus. Do you think we'll get any more messaging or any more guidance as to whether or not the coronavirus is still having an impact on supply and, uh, you know, or whether things have kind of gotten back to normal for the company? You know, I'm really curious to see myself because uh, back in the summer, I think it was, we started hearing from Apple that, you know, things were basically back to 100 percent in terms of manufacturing. And either that wasn't true or it was true for a minute. And now, you know, we got to the iPhone launch. There are still places in the world where you can't get an iPhone. They're still backordered. Uh, and you've got, I mean, we're, what, what are we, two months now? Two and a half months, nearly three months past launch? Uh, that's really unusual. Uh, and so I think that what's going to be interesting is to see whether or not that is an issue for them or what, if it isn't, then that's another indicator that they're actually seeing enormous demand uh, because normally they're able to catch up by this point. You know, the launch period of the first month or so, there's always kind of hard stock. And then after that, you can pretty much get them, right? Just in time for Thanksgiving. But this time around, it just, it wasn't like that at all. So it'll be interesting to see what they say. Uh, also, I'm really curious to see what they have to say about how the pandemic is affecting them in terms of stuff like Apple Fitness Plus. We've heard that Peloton, for example, is getting a lot of attention. I mean, President Biden has a Peloton, apparently. And so I imagine that Apple is going to want to really talk that up, uh, but they've got to have numbers to show it, right? So I'm really curious to see how that will play a, a role as well. Got it. And lastly, before we wrap this up, I wanted to ask about the ongoing litigation between Apple and Epic. Uh, you know, there was a, a big burst last year. It got a little bit quieter. I'm just curious where we on that and whether or not uh, what you're expecting in terms of timing for a trial. Yeah. So if you remember, uh, Epic makes the video game Fortnite, uh, which if you don't know what that is, uh, welcome back from living under a rock for the last couple of years. <laughs> Um, but they sued Apple because uh, Apple kicked them off the App Store for basically playing financial games. And, and, and what this turned into was a lawsuit uh, that was a slap fight between two uh, billion and trillion dollar companies over who gets more money whenever you give them money. It's it, I mean, it, it sounds as ridiculous as it is. But um, the lawsuit is continuing. And at the moment, what has mostly been going on is that they're in the discovery phase. So this is where uh, if you've ever been in a lawsuit, they send you a little form saying, hey, preserve all the documents and communications relevant to this lawsuit. Well, this is the point where the lawyers start going through them all and figuring out what is meaningful, what isn't. Uh, you know, generally speaking, everyone tries to get the entirety of everyone's inbox. And then <laughs> there's this actual like mo lot of court time where they debate what parts of the inbox you get from their email. 
Uh, and then uh, eventually by the spring or summer, you're going to expect a little more to heat up. Uh, at one point, they were talking about the trial happening in the summer. Uh, there's also rumblings about it in the spring. So we'll, we'll get it at some point. And, uh, you know, the real question I have is whether they're going to settle before then. Typically, these things end up settling out of court. But we saw with Apple and Samsung when that lawsuit was going on, uh, Apple is an obstinate company. I think that's a fair word for it. And uh, Epic seems to be at the point where they just don't care. They want to fight this no matter what. So we may get some really interesting time in court to debate all of these uh, technological and legal issues that honestly have never been debated in public before. So I'm really excited about it. All right. Well, Thanks, Ian, for keeping tabs on that as well as the upcoming earnings report. You can catch all of this coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.